Welcome back to the Apprentice One to One podcast. This is uh, a continuation of the special series we're doing on inspection and testing. And I'm joined tonight again by Ricky. He's come on. We've got the two sensible geezers from the old EGTE crew. So we were the <laughs> technical brains behind it all and the looks. Um, you know, if we're honest, we held it all together and um, definitely the most interesting, I would say. Rick, what do you reckon? Nah, mate, come on. Let's be honest. We know the score, don't we? <laughs> We know this cold and it's kind of any any further than that. <laughs> yeah, that is true. How are you anyway, mate? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate. Yourself? I can't complain. It's been a busy week with um, everything that's been going on, trying to edit these podcasts together. You'll know what that's all like yourself. Nightmarish, yeah. mate. Nightmarish. Yeah. It's, it used to drive me mad editing podcasts. So every hour takes about three hours of editing, doesn't it? And that's bad editing as well. That's bad. Like you get somebody that knows what they're doing, it takes him longer. <laughs> you can see why people make a career out of it, can't you? Really, to be honest, it is a skill in itself. I think some of that lot. And yeah, I'm terrible yeah. at it. I'm still got a lot to learn. But yeah, busy, busy away with all of that. And uh, you've been busy with a bit of that yourself in the in the day job as well, haven't you? This this last week with the um, apprenticeship video in for Morgan Sindel. I think you can talk about that a little bit if you're if you're allowed. Yeah, well. It's not released yet, obviously. By the time this goes out, hopefully it is obviously a big company. Lots of hurdles to overcome. But yeah, it was more, you know, they wanted to do something for Apprenticeship Week, um, tight deadlines, so they wanted to get something out. Obviously, Mental Health and Safety, they weren't happy after reshoot some stuff. But yeah, it's uh, just, you know, we've, we've got a guy called Dan. Um, it's a really good story because he started at the same time as me, so he's 25, got a family like I had. You know what I mean? Worked in the call centre at Morgan Sindel for three years. Um, so he's now just come over. He said he wanted to do an electrical apprenticeship about six six months ago, I think. And uh, me and the other QS really pushed him. Just keep asking, man. Keep asking. Eventually it happened. I'm obviously taking a bit of a pay cut to start doing it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be really good for him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they picked up. They're doing like a little sort of minute, minute 20 video. Um, and I think it just helped, you know, when they you know, it's like when you're filming this stuff, you get to know little bits of terminology like B-roll. What's, what's B-roll? You know, man, <laughs> you know, you pick up these little things. So when they're talking, I think it helped them to go, can we get a B-roll shot of him walking to the van and pan around? And I knew half what I was talking about. So I think that helped me. Um, but yeah, as you know, like I say, with these things, we, we've shot it once and health and safety weren't happy with certain things and then it had to be reshot again. And apart from that, um, hopefully that comes out tomorrow. And um, I'll, nice. I'll share it away. Uh, tomorrow yeah, nice being and... what what we on now is Tuesday, Wednesday the tenth tomorrow. It is, yeah. Don't start me on days. I got mixed up with that last episode coming out (laughs) today. I didn't think that was till tomorrow. I've been getting all mixed up. It's crazy, and it's COVID times. No one knows what bloody day it is anymore. That's true. Plus, when you're editing stuff, you've got to you've got you've got recording dates and release dates, and the world starts merging, and you lose lose track. You can easily do that. I certainly have been recently. So, I mean, you've had quite an involvement with a few apprentices because I've seen you in your van with a few guys when you popped little pictures up on, on social media. Is that yeah. something that you, you've done for a few years now? I mean, um, I know yeah. from speaking with you that you've, you've been involved with apprentices for a bit. Yeah, I've always enjoyed training people up anyway. So throughout my career, um, even when I was sort of self-employed, there was a gang of us and I'd always help the improvers to improve, funnily enough. You know, and I don't want to call them improvers. I don't never got that terminology, but mates or labourers, apprentices, whatever you want to call them. And um, I think I've got quite a knack for knowing people that are going to progress and ain't. You know, people have got the right attitude. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm quite 
quite hard, horrible bastard at times. Um, <laughs> but I've got a big heart, do you know what I mean? It's like I come across them one way. I don't, I don't tolerate bollocks easily. Um, you know, if you're going to work with me, you're going to do it right. And I look after you if you do and teach you, you know, but there are certain rules, you know, you want to stand there on your phone, that's not going to work for me. Um, yeah. And yeah, my only rule I think is, is, and I think this is good advice for anyone that's training an apprentice um, and for apprentices as well, you've got to ask questions. Um, I'm the guy that will tell you how to do something once and that's all you're getting from me. I'm not going to explain it twice. You can ask me as many things as you want. You know, yeah. I've explained you how to do something. Ask ask any questions. But if you come and ask me how to do the job again, that's a problem to me because you ain't listened the first time. Or you ain't listened to me say, you know, ask questions. Ask anything you want. Um, I feel a lot of people suffer that when they're training apprentices. I think they get fed up with the questions. And um, that's the You don't know what you be. don't know, do you? I mean, that's exactly it. You've got to have an open mind to people asking you stuff. And as long as they're taking yeah. it on board, like you said, and paying attention and actually showing that they're listening and learning, you don't mind helping people, do you? It's that's when it, it becomes mate, yeah. repetitive and you're kind of having to explain everything over and over you know it shows a, a lack of effort maybe on their part as well so it's a two-way street in it with these things it is mate yeah but obviously now i've stepped up into the, the qualifying supervisor role of morgan sindle <laughs> i'll be at part-time at the moment <laughs> you know as we discussed before which is a uh i'm not going to go into that today but um it's still the other side of it now so we've got three apprentices um which we're trying to shuffle ain't been the easiest of times because the engineers don't want other people in their vans because of COVID, fair enough. So try to match them up and then do them so they're going on different contracts, working with different people, as well as keeping an eye on their college. Um, obviously, we work in domestic, so we're going to have to look into shipping them out to a different company um, or a different part of Morgan Sindel, seeing how that works out. So, you know, it's, it's different challenges now because it's not just one-on-one. Now we're dealing yeah. with three personalities, um, as well as personality of 10 different engineers in terms of who do we stick them with um, and different years as well, because obviously a year one apprentice to a year two is so vastly different. Awesome, um, yeah. You know, with the questions you're getting, I was actually speaking to our year two apprentice, Jamie, uh, which you would have seen on Instagram. Jamie, you know, he's got a bigger, bigger beard than yes, me. Yes, he's, he's got 10 an years younger than boy. <laughs> He has got an impressive <laughs> beard. He's got an impressive many things, but we'll keep it to the beard today. Uh, <laughs> 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 you go on his Instagram, you see all these, these muscle shots, you know, and he's, he's, he works out the boy. But, um, yeah, he was, he was getting, he got a bit bogged down the other day. And he's going, I'm, I'm, I'm just not getting it. I don't get things. He's blowing my mind a bit. I said, that's, that's, you're going through the transition now. You're starting mm. to think like an electrician. And it does blow your mind at first, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden, you know, it's not brown in live and blue in neutral. Now you start to think about things and how things work. And it, it, it's so confusing. Um, yeah. I think you probably go for a six-month transition before you start thinking like an electrician. Um, completely normal stage to go through, I think. But um, no, yeah, You're so right. It definitely is. You get, they get to that stage, don't you, when you just kind of, kind of start doubting yourself. But it is that yeah. just that like, little six-month window, like you said, you just got to press through. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, he's suffering as well because they're doing, I mean, I say suffering from what I've seen, a lot of people ain't even getting that, but he's doing remote learning. So, he's been a college for a long time, but he does remote learning once a week. Um, but they've dumped a load of assignments on him. I think he's got free to do. Yeah. And he's suffering a bit with it, you know. Um, he is lucky in the fact that he works with Morgan Sindel and he's got myself and the other QS that both done apprenticeships, both understand what you yeah. need. And he can always come into the yard and spend a day doing college work. Um, is is open like that, you know. We get him everything he needs. So in that That's regard, it, yeah, it's, it's a really good apprenticeship, and the company do support him, um, yeah. which is fantastic. which is fantastic. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. I mean, and like I've been hearing through Apprentice one to one, that's not as common as it should be, unfortunately. I know they're doing some like adaptive learning where you can replace some of your modules at college with kind of write ups from your employer as well. So I don't know if that's maybe an option for, for some people. If you've not looked into that and you're listening to this, it's on the City and Guilds website. So if you're having trouble getting your assignments done for college, there is a, a route to swap some of those out for um, a work-based assessment, but you'd have to pick that up with your local college and your employer as well. But yeah, it's good to hear that your company's making a, a big effort with it, Rick. That's nice to see. Yeah, 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 it is nice. And um, like I say, listen, our company's perfect everywhere. I'm not going to say Morgan Sinner's perfect everywhere because it ain't. There's, there's things like every company that, that ain't, ain't right. Um, but apprenticeship-wise... Um, and and developing careers wise, they're fantastic. You know, like I say, they've taken a guy that worked at the call center for three years, which is a huge asset to them in the call center. Got a lot of companies would, how can we afford to lose you? You know, um, and they've let him go and do an apprenticeship, which is fantastic. Obviously, I've been there for just over twelve months. I've moved up pretty quick into a QS role, um, and obviously been given eighteen edition training, which I never had. Two three nine one is coming this year when we can actually book the course. So it's yeah. Developing your career, they're, they're, yeah. they're a really good company to work for. Brilliant. Before we get into the, the discussion of topic on, on this one, I just kind of want to mention about what first got us together. I mean, it was kind of your interest in helping apprentices that we first spoke, I think, because, you know, that was you wanting to get behind what I was doing with Apprentice one-to-one and, um, you know, pressing it forward through your social media because no one knew who I was back then. And it's thanks to you guys that a lot of this is happening now. And, you know, it's Team Apprentice one-to-one for me with um, everyone who's involved with these podcasts as well. And we've got some of the prizes donated from sponsors you put me in touch with. So the Ferret Wi-Fis, for example, through Super Rod. I only got talking with us and people through yourselves. And, you know, I'm really grateful for it. And I know a lot of the apprentices are. And, um, you know, I know you like guys don't want any of the credit or limelight for anything at all. But you, you deserve a lot because, you know, you have you really pushed this. So thanks a lot. Yeah, no worries, mate. I mean, you know me, it's not about a lot of not just about the buddy, mate. So when it's just coming your way, <laughs> you know, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, before we get onto that, so there was the, the ferret Wi-Fi on the last episode. We have got a little giveaway on, on this one as well. And this is through the loadout shop, which is um, Residual Current. If I'm sure you're all familiar with is he's big Instagram star, and he's got a couple of BDE hand tool kits together for us uh, in loadout branded uh, cases draper hand tools so we've got some snips i'll pop a little picture up somewhere here because we don't have them to show you uh, but there's two of those those to win and we've been kind of racking our brains for some more questions that might get people thinking as well not too hard to put anyone off from wanting to enter but not too easy that it's just a quick you know i'm going to have a thousand people to, to dig through and uh, rick's come up with a suggestion so what we're going to ask people on this one rick yeah so it's a bit of a different one renewable energy is what we're talking and um, how many, how many sources of renewable energy could he come up with? Um, obviously, without giving any anything away. Yeah, so I think we, we quickly come up with about six off the top of our heads um, in, before we started recording. But I'm sure there's more. Um, so obviously, I guess the more people name the better. When we when we do get to the true maximum, <laughs> yeah, side between us. Exactly. Um, so get your comments in and we'll have a dig through them for the people who are getting getting the most suggestions in there. And we've got two to give away. If there's more than two people, we'll do a little um, list on a spreadsheet and random draw a number or something. So get your, get your comments in for that one. And uh, cheers for the donation from Mike at Residual Current. It's uh, nice of you to do that. Appreciated. 
and we'll dig on into the rest of the testing thing now. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, mate, is the testing. And that's because Neil's not man enough to come on and chat about it because he doesn't know how to test. So he's left it to the, <laughs> us two to get on with. I mean, testing's always the tricky one, isn't it? A lot of people just kind of dive in with the old test set, get a few ZS readings and, and bugger off. That tends to be what happens. But there is a process yeah. of testing that should be followed. And it starts at the beginning with a dead test, doesn't it? That's right, mate. Absolutely. You, you ban on with testing. It's exactly the same as wiring a plug, isn't it? Anyone can put it on and get a reading. Uh, yep. We could all do that. What does that reading mean? What does it mean when it's, it's the wrong reading? What are you looking for? Um, these are all questions. And the thing is with testing, um, some of David Savory's videos are pointing out, he'd done a really good video, I think, where we found the exact split in a ring by working out the lengths of cable oh, for testing. That was a brilliant you know, video. Which is, yeah, something, you know, that would take me so long to do. It's a really good video, but it just goes to show you calculate everything in testing um, to, to, to find out what you need. But yeah, obviously, like you say, you start off with your dead testing for obvious reasons. You know, there's a reason that you do your uh, your IR readings is the last of, of the dead tests, so you don't blast someone with 500 <laughs> DC, you know. Um, but yeah, so first testing, it'd be ring mains, weren't it? End-to-end -end on ring mains, if, if you had a ring main, that's, that's your first test. Yeah, um, yeah, so you've got your continuity of conductors. And, and to break into this, I think we need to say to apprentices that are new to testing, the, the sequence of tests is actually correct on the test sheet that you look at. So every yeah. test sheet you get, if you go left to right, it would tell you the sequence. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, so end-to-end -end ring main, R1, R2, um, then R2 if you're doing that not many people do and I believe it's IR readings yeah. um, and then polarity after yeah, that I think and then the ZS one. RCD AFDD yeah, uh, no, yeah RCD no, times isn't it then the tick boxes uh, that's yes. on the NRC sheet I'm thinking of no that's um, pretty much pretty much it I mean and when you're doing AM2 it is just dead tests you do with that isn't it I think that it, when you're fault finding because no, that's one of the things yeah, I know you have to finding. do a full range of tests but you're fault finding you're only allowed to dead test to determine what the faults are which is how you should approach it anyway I mean we, we know in the exactly, real world yeah. you, may, you maybe wouldn't but that is what you're supposed to do yeah I mean if it, I, I think the easiest way to think about that is if you're going into a situation that you know absolutely nothing about are you going to do it? You're going to do it dead in you. You only, yeah. you only start doing different tests when you're confident that you know what it is. So, you know, you go to it and you go, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be that. So I'll do this test. If you've got no idea what the fault is, you're going to do it dead. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of that simple, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and again, with your dead tests, like you said, when well, we're not going to go through the finest details of them, but if you've got guidance note three, that has a real good explanation to it. And there is loads of content out there of people who've run through sequences of tests. But in, in basic terms, with your continuity and your R1, R2s, you're getting a resistance path between the line and the CPCs to make sure that they're intact and that the, the values you're measuring based on the estimated length of the circuit or known length of the circuit are playing out as true. So you know that your, your terminations are sound and that the cable's been installed in, in a good way because you never know if a plaster has gone and driven a screw through it somewhere. It's quite a common Absolutely. occurrence, isn't it, mate? That's, course, that happened yeah. to me more than once. Yeah. And that's, like you say, one of the reasons you don't want to start banging your IR test through it straight away because, you know, you can uh, make quite a bang sometimes and uh, maybe potentially affect someone else in the property. So always approach the tests in the right and logical order. So when you... Um, when you're IR testing, I mean, that's one of the tests I always do. Say you go into a board change or something, one of the first things I'd do would be to do an IR test. It gives you a good indication of the condition of the, of the wiring itself. 
how would you approach that? Would you be starting at 250 volts? Or are you straight on at 500 volts and, and whack that through it and see what happens? Yeah, so obviously if, if you're in a new build situation, it's 500 volts in it, you don't need to start 250. I don't think there should be anything connected. Anytime you're going into a house that's got potential loads, 250 every time. Because the IR reading, was, once you start getting a funny reading, um, I had a brilliant example of this the other day when I'd gone to a job, lighting wasn't working. And I was there about two hours on my own. And I'd, I'd, I was only like, it's only a one bedroom flat. There weren't that one lighting circuit. But I, I literally started, and I was, you know, when you get funny reading sometimes. And unless yeah. you start testing, that clears. <laughs> yeah. Know, oh, right. Okay. Um, so I got, I got half the lights back on. And then I was testing, and I had a fault between the hallway light switch line. There was a fault. And um, the next leg out, which was to another hallway light. And then when I went back yesterday, I realised there was a smoke alarm attached to that, to the wow. second leg. And I was like, oh, so it's giving me a, what I thought was a funny reading. It wasn't. I just didn't pick up on the smoke alarm uh, because I was brain brain fuzzed from going through so many in the first place. Um, but yeah, that was a weird tripping actually because it was when you switched it on with no lights on, it'd be okay. And then the RCBL would trip after five seconds. Really? Wouldn't switch anything up. So that's a strange, that's a strange mm. situation to go into. So you're thinking, what the hell is obviously, <laughs> you know, if you go around, you switch a light on bang, well, switch lights gone, happy days. When it comes on yeah. for five seconds and then goes, weird, weird, weird tripping. That so we ended one. up just yeah, we won a new legging. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy. It's sometimes it's, easy, isn't it? Yeah, it was the the R one R two was fine. And then when when I'd done an IR test, life to neutral, it was dead short zero. Yeah. Um but yeah, there Mr. you go. Mouse somewhere, maybe. Yeah, well, a concrete ceiling. That was the strange. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it did have a. Um, it had a lot of problem with water pen from the flat above. It had a lot of water coming through at one stage. So something's happened there at some point. Maybe maybe something's come through with the water that started corroding the cable. Um, yeah. I did try and pull the cable out, but it was solid. So there was no no way of, of checking actually what was wrong with the cable, unfortunately. But I say we stuck a new a new switch line in. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, good stuff. And like um, some of the other tests as well where people get mixed up is how you actually approach doing a, a ZE test and then your prospective fault current test and the connection of earths in those. I mean, that's something that can catch apprentices out somewhere. It can catch electricians out as well, actually. Obviously, when you're doing a ZE, you need to make sure that your earth is isolated from all parallel paths. And if you're disconnecting the earth from the installation obviously make sure the installation is turned off as well helps um, yeah <laughs> i mean that's it's, it's it sounds obvious but lots of people sometimes don't bother doing that and especially when when they're doing um a ZE measurement i've seen people do it before and you know it makes you makes you shake but you know it happens doesn't it that's that's what sparks Absolutely. are doing unfortunately yeah. but yeah so the earth's disconnected and then when you're doing your prospective fault current you need all of your parallel earth paths connected because you'll could get a higher current flow in that scenario so there's the two distinctions between um the way you would approach testing those two different things and then again when you're moving on for your loop impedance testing don't expect it to tally up with the maths of what your ze and your r1 r2 is because of those parallel paths that catches a lot of people out um, I know of apprentices that have worked with me and they're looking at the test sheets and like, well, these numbers don't make sense to what should it should calculate out as. And, you know, it doesn't always calculate out right because of the parallel paths, does it? No, exactly. You know, you've not, you've never got constant voltage either. I think that's what a lot of people forget. Yes. You know, you, you've never, you, you, you know, in fact, I was on a job where the DNL came out recently 
and um, they'd had a surge in the street. And he, he measured, I think in, he, he'd done three tests in about a minute and got 238 volt, 244, 251. Wow. So that's, so it's const, constantly, constantly moving. That's going to affect the testing. Yeah, you of know, course it is. It's, 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 all that sort of stuff affects it. Um, and it depends on your tester as well, because they say actually when you're doing your ZS tests, you need to check more than once. The newer testers do it about 10 times like a second or so. It's mental with it. Yes. So you, you push that test button and obviously picks up sand um, in the cables yeah. and all that sort of stuff and to, to changes for the harmonics and whatever. I'm not going to go too far because I'm going out of my depth there. Uh, but if you've got an older tester, he doesn't do all of that stuff and you do, you can get funny readings. Um, and that's yeah. why you've got to know what you're looking at. Same as well, how many times do you stick a dodgy probe on? And you're like, wow, that seems all right. Yeah, hold on. I've got it again, and you know it. You get like 0.7 through your leads, and this, you know you've got a dodgy connection. You've got a, it's experience, isn't it? It's experience on these things. And like I say, anyone can can do a test. Yeah. Knowing what it is and knowing the cause is, is a completely different thing. Yeah, you're dead right. And with a ZS ZS test, the tolerances on between meters are quite large anyway. I forget what they are, but if you actually look when you have your equipment calibrated, it's quite a wide range, isn't it? Yeah. To be fair, especially on on mm -hmm. ZS. And um, like you said, if the voltage is, is adjusting, then you know you can't get the same fixed reading. I think is it is it Mega seventeen forty ones that have the, that confidence meter that yeah. tells you how confident the test set is on the ZS measurement, you know? So, I mean, even, even the manufacturers are realizing that these things aren't, you know, absolutely cast in stone. And if you're measuring through RCDs, again, through experience, we'll know a particular brand of RCD will introduce a certain amount of impedance. They're all different. Some yeah. of them, you know, you can get <clears throat> a really high amount of impedance and some of them next to none. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange. And obviously we had all this problem there with last year with RCPOs and, mm -hmm. Telling you you've got you can't test it on times five. You've got to do it. You've got to change this. Mental and from a tester's point of view, it was just ridiculous things to say that manufacturers were saying. Like you've got to, can't test it like that. You've got to test it like this. Well, then you've got a, a problem with your device, haven't you? Because that's not how the testing goes. And yeah. pe people that don't know the specific way to test your equipment are going to say it's faulty every time. Um, I think I got sorted in the end, didn't it? But that was I can't remember who the manufacturer was at the time, but. That's why it's also important to, to keep up to date. Um, again, going into a QS role, I'm doing this more and more of keeping up to date with with the changes of manufacturers and and doing, you know, keeping up with the um, with the latest news if you want. And that's that's no easy task, you know. There's so much going on all yeah, the time. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's like having your own business in a way, mate, isn't it? But the, the difference is, I think, obviously, I've got <clears throat> there's. When you when you got your own business, you stick to one brand typically, then you use that, and and that's unfortunately that there's different subcontractors over the years use different brands. So we've got Snyder, MK, Wilex, and then yeah. AFDD start coming into it, and you got to up with that. And obviously now MK's MK's becoming a bit of a nightmare now because they are, yes. you know, the Century line don't exist anymore, and the bits are starting to come a little bit more scarce. Um. So yeah, just keeping up to date with that sort of stuff is is a bit nuts, to be fair. Yeah, it is. I think it was Hager who had the issue with the testing of RCDs. I'm sure that mm. I think it might still be a case with some of their products. Really, um, and that's yeah, just, it's, it's not good, is it? They have to have a certain um, certain test current put through them to make them operate in the required time, which is kind of bending the rules to get the right reading, isn't it? If you actually think about it, but it, I mean, it's, it really it, is. But yeah. they, they say they're safe as long as you. Um, 
approach the test in that way. And I, like I say, I think I think the newer stuff does work in in the, how we would traditionally test it. But yeah, I mean, um, the RCD testing is a good one. You can often, I mean, I found loads of RCDs in my career that don't operate, and sometimes that's the test that gets omitted by people because it's the last one in that list on the sheet, and you're just like, oh. I've spent enough time here already. It'll be all right. The test button works. But really, make sure you do that test. That's the one ultimately that could save someone's life. And if it's not switching off in the required time or even at all, then it's pointless being there. So make sure you are doing that RCD test on your trip times. Yeah, I agree entirely when it comes to RCD, one of the most important tests. And also, when, when you stick it in a new RCD, you can't push that test button. You've got to test the RCD first, haven't you? Look at the sequence yes. of tests. The button comes last. So before yeah. you push that button... You've got to do it. Um, but often when you get a failed RCD, I find if you turn it on and push the button a couple of times, it does clear, get rid of the bit of stickiness that, that happens inside, you know, and um, you will you will get it working again. Yeah, I remember when I was first getting an apprentice, someone showed me about banging them on a worktop to get them back working again. And when you're at that stage, you just I won't go that far. We, <laughs> should, get we, should prob- we should probably be replacing it. Where are we stopping it? We're going to put it in the oven for half an hour. So like, I mean, there's a line, isn't there? In the Make sand it apart, you know what I mean? Give it a toothbrush and put it back together. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Crazy, it? It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, thanks for coming on and chatting about the testing, mate, because, you know, it's it's not an easy subject. And there's only so much we can cover in like half hour, 40 minutes in, in fairness. But it's just to give the apprentices a bit of an idea of um, what, what it involves. And if you want to get into the whole technical side of it, you've got GSH, um, there's Joe Robinson and uh, people, the other YouTubers as well. If you go and look at some of the YouTube famous people who do ERCRs and testing, they've all got a video on there walking through it. There was a really good one Rick did, and hopefully there'll be another one from Rick soon because, um, you know, he, he does great videos around testing. I, I particularly enjoyed that one, so that'd be nice to see. No pressure, mate, but nice to see you do one of yeah, those maybe. again at some stage. Maybe. I've got to apologise, Josh, as you know, my YouTube channel was uh, one video a week, sweet, and then school home learning took over and I, <laughs> my laptop gets gets lost upstairs with, with my boy and that's that laziness really I can't be bothered to keep moving all about and editing videos but uh, we discussed a new one coming the old uh, yeah. search engine don't, YouTube don't give search it away. engine where well, we'll don't. be done with it if I give it away it'll be done before I do it exactly <laughs> I thought you were going to say it don't say it this is coming out on Thursday <laughs> So no, okay, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some more of that stuff from yourself, mate, because they were brilliant videos when they when they were out on uh, yeah, the appreciate channel. It, so yeah, yeah. Get, get them in. And uh, thanks for giving up your time this week to come in and chat with me about this and all the help through the course of uh, Apprentice One to One, quite where it's going in the future. Who knows? But whatever it's doing, you'll be involved with it if you want to be. And uh, yeah, get your entries in on the competitions. Just to remind everybody, there's the TISMFT Pro and the question for that one was in episode one. You need to go and watch it listen to it and enter in the comments on there. And the last episode was for the uh, Super Rod Ferret Wi-Fi's. Rick's got one of those, actually, um, I believe, haven't you, Rick? Yeah, yeah, great bit of kit. Great bit of kit, the old Ferret Wi-Fi. So we've got two of those on there. And again, the question on episode two. And the question Rick said set tonight for the hand tools from the loadout shop is the, um, the renewable energy sources. So get your answers in the comments on this video. We'll do some sort of YouTube live or something at the weekend and start picking some winners for all of this. And uh, yeah, thanks, Rick. Anything else you'd like to add before you go? Obviously, you're the bearded spark on YouTube and Instagram. I will drop it in the description of this video again. Anything you'd like yeah, to close out with it? 
the success of me, mate, in you really. Um, <laughs> now, listen, no, it's been a pleasure to come on, mate. Appreciate it. Obviously, great to be involved with Apprentice One to One. I think um, the full circle has happened now, isn't it? Where, where I think he was last year. This uh, pretty shy behind the camera, man. Look at you now; it's amazing. I say it every time. It's uh, it's just great to see, mate. It's great to see your development in it as well as the Apprentice One to One development. Yes, it's, it's, it's a real pleasure to be involved, mate. So, thank you. No, cheers, fella, and thank you for pushing me forward into doing it. I wouldn't be sat here doing it without your guys' help, so that's brilliant. And um, we'll close it out there, catch you on episode four, where it's going to be Neil and Sam, so it'll probably be really boring. Just skip it straight to the live and don't bother watching. Real-world advice, yeah. Yeah. real-world yeah. football How did that advice? socket fall off, mate? Never, ever, the first thing you do is that whoever's told you what the thought is, ignore. That is the very <laughs> first thing, because you will go down. You've been doing it four years now, from day one to the AM2 assessment. Probably longer, but minimum, you're looking at four years. You're just doing what you've done every day. Okay, I've not come prepared, and Mark's not giving me any, um, any <laughs> questions to work on, so I've got to go on the fly a bit here. So I'm thinking... Away at two will be shower trips every time you isolate your switch on, but they'll, they'll tell you that it's an RCD. So the RCD for the shower trips every time you switch to isolate on. It's your terms. We're talking about the statutory documents, which is Health and Safety at Work Act and... Um, literally work regulations safe isolation put the key in your pocket instant <laughs> foul if you don't put it in your pocket you leave it on top of the board where someone else can take so if I get my qualifications can I please make sure I have your support going forward for the next 12 months in monitoring my work having someone with me you've got a choice of testers if your company's got a few different sort of testers don't get familiar with one Use different ones. I'm not comfortable with. So pull yourself back. Don't go down that rabbit hole if you're going too far. Start deconstructing the installation too. On there, that's that's. Um, there should be some uh, educated guesses going on there across this issue. Get inside the employers. Start talking to the employers and saying, look, it's a, there's a high chance I'm going to become qualified, but I don't deem myself competent. An apprentice uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Sam's podcast, he has a podcast specialising in mental health. We've talked about all these other people, <coughs> GSH and all the other places you can go and get support around electrical issues. If you want to go and um, delve into the depths of mental health, go and check out Fat Sam's podcast. There is already a raft of guests on there who've come and spoke about their experience. <laughs>